for many of us right now, life is pretty good. School or work's going well. Our family gets along with each other, at least most of the time. We have no current complaints about our health other than a few pesky symptoms of aging. We got friends, a loving parish family, air conditioning, reliable transportation, and so far this year, no hurricanes here. For most of us, much of the time, life is good. And when it is, enjoy it. Enjoy it. But please don't fall, fall victim to the temptation of believing that it'll always be that way. And if life is good for you right now, please don't fail to recognize that it's not that way for everyone. For some folks, life is tough all the time. But for everyone, life is tough sometimes. That's because manure happens. It happens. Manure happens to everyone, and no one is exempt. No matter how good we are or how hard we try, things break, people misunderstand us, crises occur, disasters descend. Manure happens to everyone. And if we think that being a good guy keeps bad stuff away, then all we have to do is remember what happened to the goodest guy ever. Manure happens to everyone. And when it does, what do we do? Well, St. James tells us, he writes, is any among you in trouble? Let him pray. Let him pray. When life gets hard and we step in some stink, don't cuss, don't complain, pray. Pray, Father, please help me. And if you can't quite manage a full, complete sentence, help will do. The Psalms for the past several Sundays have assured us that when we pray, God listens. We heard a couple of weeks ago that he inclines his ear to us. He leans in to listen to what we have to say. We can complain and we can cuss all we want, but that seldom makes anything any better. Praying, however, might. Now, does God do everything we ask when we ask him? No, not always, but sometimes he does. So why not ask? And even when he doesn't do what we want him to, when we ask him to, or he answers our prayer with a no or a not yet, he's still, he's still with us, he still loves us, he still listens to us. Life is good for many of us much of the time, but when it's not, James is right. Is any among you in trouble? Let him pray. He continues, is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. When life is good, let's enjoy it. And let's thank God. And let's pray, Father, thank you and sing praises. Now our hymnal has some stinkers in it. Some tunes that drag on and on or are simply unsingable by mere mortals other than the choir, which is why we don't do those in here. But music minister Linda and I pick songs that are singable with words that are meaningful. And if the words are not very good of a, of a hymn, if the words are good in a hymn but the tune's not, we'll take familiar music and put the words to that so that we get to sing something that we like. Because Linda's and my deepest desire is for you to leave today <clears throat> singing, humming, or whistling something that you've heard here that will echo in your ears and carry you through the rest of the week. And if we ever do a song that you don't like, Linda picked that one. James goes on. <clears throat> Is any among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. 
Now, as healthy as many of us are most of the time, and I'm one of those usually, everybody gets sick sometimes. Now, I wish I could tell you that my deep voice this morning is because I finally hit puberty, or I decided to be a bass instead of a tenor, but the truth is, Debbie brought home a cold from work this week, and she shared it with me because we share everything, and I figured that kissing her was worth a few sniffles. But we're not just sniffling and coughing and eating mucinex. We're doing what James says. We're praying. When you get sick, please drink plenty of fluids and wrap up good. And if it gets bad enough, go to the doctor. But before you do any of that, please pray. Call for the elders of the church. That would be our clergy. And every one of us has some oil that we will dab on you and anoint you in the name of the Lord that God might heal you. But we clergy are not the only ones. You can go and over there and pray after communion. You can go, you can write your request on a yellow card, put it in the offering plate, and I will pray for you and your request every day this week. And then we have volunteers that will pray for you and your request every day next week. Every Wednesday morning at the 10 o'clock service, you can get personal prayer at the altar rail. During the week, you can call the prayer chain, and two dozen people will be praying for you and your request within about an hour. And the address and the phone number for the prayer chain is in your bulletin today. Or you can call the church office, and whoever answers the phone will pray with you and pray for you. And if you want them to, they'll put your name on the Sunday prayer list that's in the bulletin. If you're sick, we've got you covered with prayer, if you tell us. But you got to tell us. And especially if you get sick enough to need to go to the hospital or have surgery, please put it on a yellow card. Please call the church office. Please let one of the clergy know because we will pray for you. We will visit you in the hospital or the rehab center. And if you'd like, the casserole patrol will bring you meals. But we won't know you're sick if you don't tell us. Hospitals don't tell us who's in them anymore because of privacy laws. So please, please let us know if you're sick or in the hospital or having surgery. Because when you're sick, there is a plethora of people who will pray for you in this parish family. So please let somebody know because we don't want you going unloved or unprayed for. James tells us another benefit of asking for prayer. He writes, the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. And if they've sinned, they will be forgiven. Now, from time to time, we all have troubles, we all get sick, and certainly we all sin. And that's why we build a confession and an absolution into church every Sunday, because we want you to go home forgiven. But once again, you don't have to wait for Sunday. God will forgive you anytime and as soon as you admit to Him whatever you've done or left undone. When you mess up, Please don't deny it, don't ignore it, don't blame somebody else. Just stop and apologize to God and to anyone you've hurt. To say, Father, forgive me, I didn't know what I was doing. And if you've hurt anyone else, to say, I'm sorry. Would you please forgive me? And if somebody's hurt you, to pray for them, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Forgiveness is free. And since God freely forgives us, let's forgive other people just as freely. James continues, 
Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Wait a minute. Confess our sins to someone else like a priest? I don't know. That sounds a little Catholic, doesn't it? Can't we just go directly to God and get Him to forgive us? Yes, we can. And yes, He will. 1 John 1.9 says, If we confess our sins to God, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Yes, God will forgive us when we go to Him. And admitting our mistakes to anyone can be helpful and healing. But sometimes it's good to have someone look you in the eye and say, God forgives you, and the church forgives you, and I forgive you. That's why the Episcopal Church offers private confession with a priest. We don't require it. We offer it. Not to make you squirm or feel any more guilty than you already do. Not because Tracy and I are curious about what you might be doing. And certainly not because God doesn't know already. We offer private confession with a priest for your benefit, not mine, and not for God. You see, God forgives you. He's quick to do that. But we don't always forgive ourselves. And if we won't forgive ourselves, or if we don't forgive ourselves, then we usually don't feel forgiven. Private confession helps rectify that, so we offer it. Now, our stance is all may, some should, none must. All may, some should, none must. Anyone may make a confession. Some folks really should, because it would be good for them to have a priest look them in the eye and say, God, the church, and I forgive you. But none must. Nobody has to come to confession. If you have something in your past that you can't shake the guilt from, or if you have a recurring sin that you can't seem to control, or if you have hurts from your past that you can't seem to get past, making a private confession might be helpful. And if you'd like to do that, it's not like in the movies. We don't have a little booth with a, a wall in between and a priest on one side and you on the other. We'll meet in the church or in our office, or we'll go for a walk, or we'll do it whenever and wherever you're most comfortable. If you have something like that, please check with us, and please ask us. And as we do that, as you make a confession, Tracy and I make you three promises. Number one, your confession will not lessen our love for you. Now, I've been listening to people for 35 years, so you're probably not going to tell me something that I haven't already heard. And after your confession is over and I've offered you absolution at my age, I'm probably not going to remember what you said anyways. Number two, whatever you tell us, we're not going to bring it up again in any, any later conversation unless you specifically ask us to to help you stay accountable. Number three, whatever you say to us, we will never tell anyone, ever, no one. No one, not our spouse, not our clergy friend, not your spouse, not your parents, and certainly not the police. We're not going to tell anyone ever. So if you'd like to make a confession, please contact Tracy or me. The phone number is for the office is in your bulletin. And James concludes, the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. We pray because prayer makes a difference. Somebody asked an Archbishop of Canterbury one time, how do you know that God is answering your prayers and it's not just coincidence? And he replied, 
I don't know. But when I pray, coincidences happen. And when I don't, they don't. If life is good for you right now, enjoy it. Thank God. Sing songs of praise. But if it's not, and when it's not, God and St. James and I urge you to pray. And we invite you to invite somebody else in the Messiah family to pray with you and to pray for you. Please, let us love you.